Jabber. This is the Danger Hour Podcast, and I'm your fancy pants host, Jamesy Poo. <laughs> Over the course of the next hour or so, I've taken it upon myself to do my damnedest to offer you quality, free entertainment. And if you don't like it, well, sir, you can go fuck yourself. But James, what if it's a lady that's listening and they're not satisfied with, with the content, which they probably won't be, James? Well, first of all, go fuck yourself. But if you happen to be a lady, or a boy, or a lady boy, or anything in between, I don't even know what to say anymore. If you're not happy, you as well. He, she, they can go fuck themselves. Is that right? Did I offend, envy anyone or everyone? I don't care. I'm old and I'm set in my ways. Oh my God, James. You're only 37. That's old enough. I'm pretty sure I've said it before, probably many times. I mean, I have spoken into this microphone thousands of hours, so uh, forgive me if I repeat. But uh, when I was a kid, and I would look up at my old man and my uncles, and I would just think like, wow, look at those old guys in their 30s. They really got it. They must have it figured out. They must know what's going on. Wow, what knowledge do they possess? I can't can't imagine what I'm going to know when I'm their age. Wow. Well, I guess I'll stop thinking about this and go fucking throw a ball around because I'm a dumb kid and I can't understand. I can't even comprehend what they must be talking about. <laughs> On the contrary. It turns out they're, they were just a bunch of morons like myself now. And uh, I really doubt that when I'm an old wise man, I will know much more than I do now. Um, <clears throat> I must make one comment upon the current uh, climate, the current social climate. So everyone's blaming the millennials for fucking the whole world up and everyone's too woke and sensitive. I don't know if that's the case, but you know what? I'm lumped into this millennial category for some ungodly reason because I do not not fit in with the description of that generation. I'm like an in-betweener. Anyhow, uh, who knows? But I just want whoever's responsible to take a look at this last Oscars. And that's the world you're creating. Now look, I, I didn't watch it. I kind of I recorded it. I don't think I was home. And I came home and I'm like, all right, let's see uh, how this thing's going. And it was though, so fucking dull and boring and soulless. You know why? Because everyone's too goddamn scared to say anything nowadays. No one wants to make any jokes. Nobody wants to offend anyone or get canceled. And that's what you're left with. Fucking horse shit. <laughs> Oh, it was brutal. I couldn't I couldn't watch more than like 10 minutes, dude. So fucking up its own ass and and uh Oh. Oh, just take my word for it. I'm sure no one watched it. Got the worst ratings ever. So uh okay, I'll, I'll come down off my soapbox now. But all I want to say is look what you've created. I thought you were going to have your soapbox. All right, fine. I'm the guy that's being uh, forced out of the bar and I'm like, "Wait, uh, you 
I want to say one more thing before you take me out of here. I, I'm not. A- Door slams. Uh, there you go. All right. Um, let me uh, focus back on two more important things. My life. Oh, my God, James. You're so full of yourself. Well, this is my show. And if people are listening, it's because they are completely fascinated by me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's a possibility, but uh, I'd, I'd say it's more likely that people just want to get away from the real world problems, James. And maybe listen to a complete moron talk about nonsense. That doesn't mean anything. Pointless nonsense, James. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> All right. You're probably right. <laughs> but anyhow. Regardless. If you press play and you've lasted this long, I apologize. But I will carry on. Let me tell you about how my life works out, everybody. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Get a load of this. I, I received a check in the mail recently. Oh, James, must be big money, huh, buddy? Oh, yeah. A whole $6. (laughs) $6. Yeah, I I recently paid off my truck. Oh, my God, James. Mr. Moneybags. No, it's it's been quite some time. But uh, I I, thank you to to Uncle Joe, Uncle Joe Biden, Biden Bucks. That's right. (laughs) I decided to, uh, uh, instead of going and blowing it on some, uh, some goodies or some toys... Or uh, maybe investing or maybe saving. I thought, why don't I just pay off my truck? That'll be nice. So that's what I did. And uh, I got I to gotta be honest with you. This is the very first time I've ever owned a vehicle. That's right. I don't take it back. That's not true. That's not true. My parents bought me my first car, a, an 87 Mustang. <laughs> it wasn't even a V8. And uh, my buddies would tease me. Like, it's not a Mustang. It's a fucking horsey. It's a pony. I was like, oh, all right. You want to ride or not? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> so uh, I guess that was the last car I owned. It was a whole $900 they paid for it. But uh, since then, I have not owned a vehicle. <sighs> um, so this is it. I'm 37. I finally own a, a vehicle, my truck. Anyway. James, is that the truck whose tailgate got stolen? God damn it. Why do you got to shit on me every chance you get? Yes, it is. And I have to tell you. I've been a very good boy. I've kept my, my shit locked ever since. And it's still there. So uh, there's that. So that $500 that you cost me there, pal, you really taught me a valuable lesson on, on security. <laughs> Anyhow, the, uh, the, the financing company sent me a check for $6. Here, we owe you this much. You paid us too much money. And I was never going to know. They could have kept that $6 and added it to their big pile in, in, their, uh, in their vault like Scrooge McDuck, but I guess they're honest. So they sent it back to me. I just showed my wife, hey, look at this, $6. And uh, she, of course, laughed at me in pity. And I'm like, great, that, could, uh, that can get me what, like a half a foot long? Who fucking knows? A six inch, James? Yeah, okay, all right. I'm not a mathematician here. All right, so fast forward to a couple days later, right? Uh, I get a another envelope in the mail. This time, it's not a check. It is a bill. <laughs> a bill for $6. What the fuck, man? Oh, it did not last long. <clears throat> apparently, apparently, when I went to go pick up my new little dog, my, my little boy, Jack, Jackie boy, apparently, I drove on a freeway that <laughs> you have to pay to use. I don't fucking know, man. I, I don't ever go out there. I went out to the Canoga Parks. 
And uh, apparently I went on a, on a, on a toll road. Hey, hold on. Why did I come out weird? A toll, toll road. I didn't see any trolls collecting, but uh, they took a photo of my plate and they sent me the goddamn check in the mail. Same thing happened when I went over the Golden Gate Bridge. It's like, don't worry. You don't got to stop here to pay. We'll, we'll bill you. Uh, which seems like a big waste of money. How much does it cost to send that fucking letter out? Printing it and envelopes and all that and postage. Anyway, I digress. So I, I, I earned $6 and then I lost $6. So I'm, I'm back to even. How about that? But yeah, the story of my life. I guess life is really about balance. When it comes down to it, you need to have a fine balance. So if you find money in the street, maybe like a $20 bill or something, you might as well just throw it in the trash. Because life will come back to get you. Some way or another. James, why don't you just give it to a homeless person? No, 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 no. No. They'll just wind up drinking that money or shooting it into their arm. And we can't have that. Okay, I'm not going to support that kind of behavior. James, are you saying that all homeless people are drug addicts or drunks? Uh, pretty much. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, uh, think about it here. If you lost your job or your house... Are you going to go out and live on the street? Think about that real long and hard. What would it take for you to wind up on the street? There's nobody else. There's no one in your, in your life that can give you, you know, help you out. And let you sleep on their floor, a couch, something. Their fucking garage. The issue is not having a place to stay. The issue is uh, it's far deeper than that. There's some, there's some mental stuff going on. You don't think, I don't think you're going to help anyone by just, hey, here's some money. <laughs> here's here's a five. Oh, that's enough for a 40. Thanks, pal. Anyway, Jesus, I'm just talking a whole lot of shit, huh? Anyway, I don't give people uh, homeless people money because I'll tell you why. Because I don't trust them. <laughs> um, I my I think I think it was Lido, the boy wonder sidekick. I think he said uh, I think it was him that he saw. Well, he was, a, he was a victim. He went to a gas station and some lady was giving him a sob story about, oh my, I don't have any gas. I have children. I need to get to them. Whatever the fuck it was. And so he gave her like, you know, 10, 15 bucks or whatever it was. I don't think he'd give, him a, give her a 20 because he's far too cheap for that. <laughs> but anyway, he said later on, he wound up seeing the lady again with the same fucking story. I think at a different gas station around the same area. He's like, ha, fool me once. Shame on. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Well, a fool can't be fooled again. <laughs> Something like that. And also, someone else told me that they saw a uh, a home a person that was of homeless variety. Now they were dropped off by a van. They got out. They put a bunch of dirt all over their face, and the person in the van handed them their sign. Here you go. Get to work. So I, I don't I don't trust any of them. And where I live, they just seem to be kind of revolving. Like there's different people on the corners every week. So uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I just don't know. But what I do know is I will not be falling for these filthy mongrels. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, all right. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a, a segue here that's going to make me sound like a real fucking asshole. <clears throat> After I just did a whole, uh, whole few minutes on homeless people. <laughs> My life has, uh, has some big changes in it, everybody. That's right. I am a different person now. You might even say that I've uh, advanced <laughs> in every way. I mean, socially, <laughs> uh, economically, um, 
status and all the rest of the ways because I have taken up golfing. Oh my God, James. Who are you? Well, that's something I've been asking myself as of late because who am I now? I mean, I, I am a golfer now, so automatically I'm a better person than most. Oh my God. I can tell by that smug look on your face, James, that you are so much more full of yourself than you normally are, James. Which is a lot, but this is way, way more than that, James. Just because you paid off your truck and you're driven around in a little golf cart on the green grass, James, doesn't give you the right to deny the needy and the poor, James, you piece of shit. Well, I'm going to tell you something. If I gave to the needy and the poor, what money would I use on the 19th hole when we have some beverages and some food? Oh, my God, James. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I finally did it. I finally actually gotten into golfing. I've always wanted to, but uh, before I would just go on, you know, to the driving range. And really, I would go there just to to hit the shit out of the ball and try to get it over the net (laughs) a few hundred yards away. And then uh, we would, um, I went with Monkey. (gasps) My cousin Monkey, once, to a nine hole in Arcadia. We get there, this is the place that Tiger Woods used to come and play as a kid. Like, oh yeah? That's cool. It didn't rub off on me. I did completely shitty. And uh, the people behind us were getting angry. (laughs) Uh, That was a long time ago. But I, I didn't even have any clubs. I don't even know what clubs I used. I mean, I must have rented some. But anyhow... I was neither here nor there. So uh, Lido, he's been getting into it. I saw him posting some photos on the Instagrams a few times. I'm like, hey, this motherfucker's actually going often. And uh, I was like, hmm, finally, someone that I know that's actually doing this. And uh, maybe I can uh, jump in this and go along with him. So I hit him up and he's like, yeah, let's go. And so I'm like, all right, finally, it's, it's happening. So I go on the offer ups and I'm looking for some clubs, right? And there's a whole bunch of old shitty ones on there. And I finally find some, some clubs that look like they're pretty decent, you know, Callaway, pretty decent brand, I guess. I don't know shit about shit. Nice looking bag. I'm like, all right. I hit the guy up and, uh, he took my offer and I went to his place and he wasn't home. (laughs) And, uh, his wife was there and she's like, hold on. He's coming soon. Just wait about 10 minutes. This guy pulls up. And he gets out and he's like, hey, how are you, my friend? You care for the golf clubs? I'm like, yes, I am. Okay, I'll be right back. He comes back. There it is. Very nice set. Oh, it's a beautiful set. Very, very good. And they're only like two years old. Two, that's it. And I said, oh, so why are you getting rid of them? He's like, oh, I got the brand new set. The, 20, uh, the 21 edition. I gave this to my son, but he, uh, he, he doesn't, he doesn't want to play. So um, we, are we selling them? I'm like, all right. I'm like, well, I'm going to take a look at them. Oh, yeah, yeah, please take a look. Take a look. Like, okay, what's this one used for? And I, he looked at me like, you fucking idiot. And I'm like, yeah, I've never done this before. And he's uh, giving me the, you know, the crash course. And he's like, I was just actually at the range right now. You, I, I left early because uh, I, I forgot about meeting. I thought my son was going to meet you, but he told me to come here instead. So I left the golf club. I left the golf course early to come meet you. And uh, while he's talking, I can smell the fucking heavy beer on his breath. I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'll take them. Seem like they're in pretty good shape. All right, thank you, sir. 
I'm, walk, I'm like about to drive away. Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Do you have any balls? I'm like, no, not really. Here, here, man. Here, take these. Gives me like a handful of balls. I'm like, all right. Thank you, sir. And I drove off under the sunset. And afterwards, I began my intense studying of the game of golf. That's right. I only had one day. Uh-oh. <clears throat> one day, I saw a child playing with a ruby the size of a tangerine. The bandit had been throwing them away. So why steal them? Well, because he thought it was good sport. Because some men aren't looking for anything logical, like money. They can't be bought, bullied, reasoned, or negotiated with. Some men just want to watch the world burn. So one day, I had one day, one day, to go uh, meet up with Lido. So I'm looking at all the YouTube videos, man. I'm really cramming. I'm learning everything I can learn. I was like, I got all this shit down. I looked up positioning how you hold your wrists, you know, which clubs to use where, what you need, what you don't need, blah, blah, fucking blah. I watched all the videos that I needed to watch. And I was all set. I was all ready to go. It's like fucking Lido. Look out, fella, because I'm coming for blood. So uh, we went out. It was just him and I. And right when we get to the check-in spot, the guy's like, all right, you may be gone. And we walk out to the tee box. What I've learned is where you hit the ball from. <laughs> the guy goes, uh, "Oh, excuse me." The guy goes, uh, "Say, fellas, we're gonna we got two more for you." I'm like, "Fuck!" Now we're stuck because it's a okay. Let me back up. If you have no idea about golf, I don't either. But here's here's what I know so far. It's usually a group of four, a foursome. And they will stick you with strangers to make four people so they can have this game moving along so there's not a whole fuckload of people behind you, you know, waiting and waiting. So they try to get this, uh, you know, groups of four. So if you got two, they stick you with other two. So here we go, man. These guys walk up, and they, uh, me and Lito have a golf cart. These guys are walking up with, like, a golf bag baby stroller, right? The thing you strap the <laughs> golf bag to. These two guys, an old, super old white man and a middle-aged white man. And they walk up, and they got all the fancy gear, okay? They got the fancy golf shoes, the pretty clothes, the polo shirts, and the real fancy clubs with this fancy uh, strollers. And I was like, oh, fuck. Here I am in my goddamn (laughs) (laughs) T-shirt. And my batting glove. That's right. I'm using a batting glove. And I have my hiking shoes on. And my adventure pants. Uh, I'm, I'm like halfway there. I guess, and my Dodger hat. And I say right away, hey, hey, fellas, I'm going to be honest with you. This is my very first time playing, so don't expect much to happen on my end. And uh, I was waiting, you know, for the (laughs) snobby response, but the old man's like, oh, that's okay, that's okay, that's fine. And uh, we start to get going, and I tell the old man, I go, hey, uh, and and the other guy, which happens to be father and son, I go, hey, if you guys have any tips while, while we're along the way, if you want to tell me anything, I'm more than willing and happy to hear it. And the guy's like, all right, all right. So, dude, after all my YouTube videos and all my crash course and all my studying, I did so fucking terrible. Way worse than I expected. Now, look, I expected really, really bad. I expected really bad. I did worse than that. Oh, it was embarrassing, dude. So fucking embarrassing. Um, but anyway, these two wound up being really fucking cool. 
Uh, so here's the thing. Golf is inherently, when you think about it, it's a, it's an, a rich white man's sport, right? And that's what you think about. So when I seen these two, it's like, oh boy. And look, this is kind of weird. And this is how I am. I'm not racist. I'm like reverse racist where I think they don't want me around. <laughs> I'm not like, oh, here we go. Here's some fucking rich asshole white guys. No, I'm thinking, oh, great. They don't want me around. They're like, is that racist or is it? Re- I don't know. I, th- I like to call it reverse racist because I'm like, I- I'm racist through their eyes. <laughs> like they don't want me around. <laughs> like, look at this fucking idiot. Look at this, uh, this tan skinned asshole. He doesn't belong out here. But they want it being cool as fuck. I'm also the same way. I'm also the same way no matter where I go. My wife and I went to Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles in Hollywood a long time ago. And we were the only people there that weren't black. Now, look, I'm not there sitting there like, look at these fucking black people. No, I'm thinking we shouldn't be in here because we're not black. They don't want us in here. (laughs) And same thing goes for the. I guess it's my wife that's always taking me to places like this. She took me to a Chinese restaurant and it was great fucking food. And it was all Chinese people and us. And I felt the same way like because I see them looking at us like, oh, yeah. they don't belong in here. This is our restaurant. We like this food. They do not eat this food. Go have some beans, you piece of shit. I don't know. I don't know what even that accent that was. But um, <laughs> I guess I'm racist for them. <laughs> and I feel like I don't belong. So anyway, uh, when I walk out, when I walk to the golf course, I automatically think like, <laughs> What are you doing here? You don't belong here. You should be out there uh, cutting the grass, making sure it's nice length. <laughs> so uh, whatever that's called, I guess that's what I am. So if you're in some, some kind of in the psychological field and you know what my issue is, if you know what the name, the term is called, <laughs> maybe it's just a racist. Maybe it's a moron. Who knows? You can let me know. Please give me some insight. What is, what is the deal? That's the danger hour at yahoo.com. That's right. That's my email. It's only me looking at it. I'm not going to sell your email for beer money. All right. I'm not going to let other people read it. It's just from my eyes only. Uh, you can send me anything you want. You want to send me some hate mail? I'll read it. You want to send me some uh, fan mail? <laughs> I'll frame it and hang it on my wall. Your walls are blank, James. Yeah, yeah, I know. You want to send me a, a, a recipe? I'll make it. You want to send me a song suggestion? I'll listen to it. You want to send me a movie recommendation? I'll watch it. Do you want to send me nude photos of your mother? I'll look at them. As long as they're tastefully done. Just to look at them. The Danger Hour at Yahoo.com. All right, so uh, the very first time we go golfing. Like I said, it was a complete shit show, but it was really fun. And those guys, Howard and his son, wound up uh, making it funner and uh, had a good time. Real fun. So I was like, all right, let's do it again. And we did. We met up again, and uh, once again, there's, uh, there's two of us, and we're, we're going to check in to the, the very first hole, and the guy's like, uh, we're sticking it with, with uh, two more, fellas. I was like, God damn it, and there's another guy there. This guy was kind of like a douche. He's kind of a douche, but he wound up being kind of cool, but uh, he's like, well, I'm meeting our client. He's gonna, she's going to catch up with me in a, in a couple holes. I'm like, all right. Kind of douchey, but uh, he wasn't that bad. Little bit douchey though. Also a white guy. <laughs> About uh, four or five holes later, his client meets up, and he's like this Samoan dude. He wanted being cool as fuck, and then he, he hits a he hits a he gets a pink ball out, and he hits it, 
and we're on the green and we're about to put them in, right? And the guy goes, oh, man, what's with the pink ball, huh? <laughs> Jesus. And the guy goes, oh, that's my cancer hope ball. <laughs> the guy's like, oh, charity. Oh, that's pretty good. It's like, ah, you fucking moron. <laughs> but that that time wound up being pretty cool also. It was fun. So, um, yeah, like these these people they wind up sticking you with, you kind of get mad like, ah, oh, fuck, here we go. But it winds up making it a different experience. And, uh, you know, even though we went to the same golf course and we did the same 18 holes, you know, you're with these different people and uh, you're hitting the ball a different way. I don't, uh, whatever. It's a whole different experience, even though you're at the same place. So it's pretty fucking cool. And uh, afterwards, Lito and I, we go to the to the, the clubhouse, have a couple of beers, get some lunch. It's fucking great, man. But wait, there's more. So we decided to do it for a third time. And uh, my buddy Brian, the bearded cunt, he is able to come. So now instead of a twosome... I had my first <laughs> threesome. Oh, that's pretty lame, James. Uh, whatever. Uh, so we're starting. We're like, all right, cool. Now there's three of us. They're not going to stick us any strangers this time. On the contrary, yet again. We're about to begin. Oh, we're going to stick this guy with you, fellas. We got a guy by himself. Like, ah, fuck. And he's a real old guy. And he looks like he's already in a pissy mood. Just, just like his, he's got like that resting bitch face for an old man, whatever you call that. And uh, he's an old timer who's like, uh, you know, fancy. Everything's fancy. You can tell he's done this for a long time. And I say, well, I'm going to be honest with you. You're probably going to have a lot of frustration today because we are all terrible. And this is only my third time playing. And he just kind of went like. (sighs) (laughs) And he did not seem happy. Um, But, you know, he loosened up after a few holes. Then he was talking to us. And uh, the funny thing about this dude is his name was uh his name was Tom. And what Tom liked to do is fucking yell at himself every time he messed up. So he'd be like he would go to hit a shot and it, w- it wouldn't go the way he wanted. He'd go like, "Ah, oh, Jesus Christ, Tom, are you kidding me?" <laughs> oh my god, it was so fucking great. Lito and I were like doing all we could not to fucking die laughing in his face. We're just trying to hold it in. And uh speaking of Lito, he almost he almost killed Tom. With one of his drives, he fucking shanked it and flew out a tree to his side and almost knocked Tom out. Oh, God, it was so damn funny. But, uh, yeah, so Lito, me, and the bearded cunt, we all pranced around the golf course together. And it was pretty fun. It was a good time. So, uh, so yeah, I'm getting into it, man. I'm enjoying it. We've got another one set up for next week. So uh, this time, uh, Monkey's going to make his debut. <gasps> we'll see if he sticks to it, fucker. Uh, so one last thing. So I, I posted, um, we post photos every time we go, like as a cheesy, we take a cheesy photo at the end. And, uh, a friend of mine was like, I'm just so happy you're not a sellout and got a fucking polo shirt, like a douche. (laughs) And, and then, uh, you know, after I've done this a few times, I don't dress, I wore like a fucking Led Zeppelin shirt last time I went and no one else, (laughs) no one else in the whole course is dressed like I was. So, I mean, I don't know, dude, I guess it's a gentleman's game and I should fucking snap out of it and, uh, and try to fit in more. I don't, I don't give a fuck, but, uh, so I wound up getting a polo shirt. It's (laughs) mostly because Lito told me like, yeah, man, I got one myself because 
some of these places like you, they have a kind of like a dress code where they won't let you go out if you're dressed like a fucking bum. So I had to, I had to bite the bullet and I got myself a polo shirt. So there you go. That's how it starts, I guess. <laughs> but hey, I remember where I came from. All right. Hitting golf balls off the ridge in the mountains during Manfest. That's right. God damn it. Oh, and speaking of, speaking of that, oh, the second game, fucking Lito, you know, I was doing better than the first time, and Lito's like, hey, you want to um, want to have a little wager, make things interesting? I was like, you son of a bitch. It's only my second time. You're already trying to bet me? He's like, well, let's just do it in the back nine. I'm like, uh, all right, what are, you, what are you offering here? He's like, well, let's, let's like really, let's really keep score on the last, on the last half of the course, and then whoever uh, gets a better score, you know, the other one's got to buy him a beer. I'm like, all right, that'll make it more interesting, I guess. And, uh, okay, so in case you don't know anything about golf either, so every every hole has a par, just like miniature golf. You have so many sh- so many hits to make it into the hole, right? So if it's a par three, you have three hits to make it in, okay? Now, usually, I think I only made par like twice because <laughs> I suck. And so uh, we're, we're going at it, and at the last fucking hole, I think he's, I think he's up, and uh, the last one is really far, and so you got to use your driver and fucking knock it the hell out, uh, like you know, a couple hundred yards. And he's like, "All right, on this one, we get one free fuck up hit." I'm like, "All right, that's that's fair." And so uh, we actually we both used them, so thank God for that. And anyway, so I just happened to to fucking hit like a perfect drive, and it got me way out, like pretty much on the green. And I'm like, no, it was like a one. For me, it was like a one in a hundred shot. Like, I can't do this again. <laughs> it just like curved perfectly and dropped down where it needed to go. And to the right, there's a big ass man-made lake. So Lito lost some of like his ball in the lake, in the water. So uh, I wound up winning that last hole and fucking taking the whole, uh, taking the bet. So he bought me a beer. But I could, time will tell what's going <laughs> to, how the escalation is going to happen. Like, what else are we going to bet on? How many beers am I going to have to buy some of these fuckers? <laughs> Uh, all right there's that and uh, another update about my fantastically interesting life (laughs) is all the puppies are gone wow we got rid of them oh it's so such a nice feeling such a nice feeling for them to be fucking gone and uh we made some pretty decent money i gotta be honest they went really fast it didn't take long at all and um this was pretty much, you know, we, this is not like we're, we're not backyard breeders or anything, but uh, we just kind of wanted to see how it would go. And our dog, our the female is, like I've said before, is antisocial. So my wife was really curious about how she would how she would react to being a mother. And like I mentioned, also, she's she did fucking extremely well and killed it. So I, I bought that male. So we'll probably do it like once in another year, one more, maybe just one more time. It's a lot of fucking money you can make. We only had three puppies, but my whole mission on this one was let's just make all our money back <laughs> on the investments that we that we made on these dogs. So yeah, we made all our money and and a little profit. But uh, the reason I'm bringing it up, well, first of all, to say we got rid of all of them and how fucking fast it happened, but. Dude, I've never I've never sold dogs like this before or I don't know how to, you know, what to expect or whatever. But some people are very trusting. It's crazy. Like these um 
the first people, they got a hold of us. They're like, oh, because we had two salt and peppers and one black. And they're like, oh, we want a salt and pepper. And I was like, all right. I was like, well, like, oh, can we can we meet up and, and uh, look at them and pick one out? And we'll leave you a deposit. And I'm like, yeah, sure. How much deposit do you want? Now, look, I don't, I'm not going to say what we sold them for. That's top secret and classified. And plus the government might be listening. So uh, I don't want a paper trail. But I go, well, um, why not? $100 is fine because I'm not trying to fuck it. I don't know, first of all, what a deposit should be, how much. I have no idea. And I also don't want to like make people uncomfortable. So I'm just like, all right, 100 bucks is fine. You know, good enough. And they show up. We go to the park. Not at my place. Are you crazy? I would never do that. I was bored at night, but not last night. <laughs> so we meet at the park. And they, uh, this couple comes with their little tiny, their little like three-year-old, four-year-old daughter. And she falls in love. They choose the one they want. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. We'll take her and this and that. And he's like, he's like, you know, you left, you said $100 for a deposit, but I'm going to give you 400 And I go, uh, okay. <laughs> and the dude fucking hands me 400 bucks and goes, because uh, they weren't, the puppies weren't ready yet. They, uh, they couldn't leave until they were eight weeks. That's the rule. They have to socialize and be with, uh, with their siblings and their mother. And uh, it's, it's more beneficial to them. So we took our, our dog a week early and it's been quarantined. So that's why she's fucked up because she wasn't around other animals at all. We never left the house. So uh, that's why she's antisocial. But yeah, we took her a week early, which we shouldn't have done. But um, in retrospect. So that's why we thought it was important. Like, yeah, we better just keep them for the full term. So anyway, we told them that they can pick them up on a certain day. So they wanted to meet them first, put the deposit, and come back and pick the dog up. Yeah, so the guy tells me, you know, here's here's 400 bucks. You know, we'll be back on this day to get her. I'm like, all right. And they drove off. They don't have my address. They don't. They didn't, like, look at my ID or nothing. I didn't give them a receipt. It's like, <laughs> you're kind of dumb, fella. Well, it's very trusting on his part, right? I mean, I would never do that. I could have just blocked his number. You know, this could have been like a burner phone. Who fucking knows? But I was like, that's crazy. So, I mean, naturally, I did block my number and we put another ad out and uh, the game continues. <laughs> no, uh, of course, we, uh, of course, we're very trustworthy people. And he came back and picked up the dog, and they're all excited and shit. Uh, yeah, so we seems like we've got three good families. Uh, who knows? Maybe they might fucking flip them. Who knows? But uh, <laughs> in my head, I, my, my wife's like, I, I'm sad, hoping that that they will get have good lives. That hope they'll be taken care of as well as they have been. I was like, well, you'll never know. So why don't you just make the story up in your head that they're in, they're gonna have a great, wonderful, long lives in loving kind happy families <laughs> eh, what are you gonna do all right now i think it'd be a great time to go ahead and check in with our radio affiliate to get a look at the weather K-G-A-Y, and now for the kgay weather report we take you live to meteorologist dan drizzles i feel a strong warm front coming and that was your kgay weather report brought to you by o'reilly oh 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 O'Reilly. K-G-A-Y. K-G-A-Y. 
And now it's time for another edition of Stallone Stands Alone. Sylvester Stallone is a fine American actor. Some would even argue the greatest actor to ever grace the screen. One might wonder, what if Sylvester Stallone was cast in a movie as opposed to the actor that was actually in the movie? Would it have been better? Today, we find out the answer to that very question when we place Sylvester Stallone in The Unforgiven, playing Clint Eastwood's character of William Money. And here it goes. Say, Will? Yeah? That was the first one. Like first one what? First one I ever killed. Oh, yeah? You know how I said I shot five men? It, it weren't true. That Mexican who came at me with a knife, I just busted his leg with a shovel. I, I didn't kill him or nothing, neither. Well, uh, you sure killed the hell out of that fella today, you know? Hell, yeah. I killed the hell out of him, didn't I? Three shots and he was taking a shit. Hey, <laughs> like, take a drink, kid. Jesus Christ. It don't seem real. Guy ain't gonna never breathe again ever. Now he's dead, and the other one too. All on account of pulling a trigger. Hey, you're like it's a hell of a thing killing a man. You take away all he's got and all he's ever gonna have, you know. Yeah, well, I guess they had it coming. We all have it coming, kid. You know. Well, I for one think it's abundantly clear that Stallone brought a much deeper depth and complexity to the character of William Money. But alas, it was not meant to be. Thank you for joining us. Another edition of Stallone stands alone. And that's keep the train rolling. Chug a luck, chug a luck, chug a luck, chug a luck. Oh my God, James! All right, well, um, I got a little story to tell you. It's a story of tragedy. It's a story of overcoming. It's a story of love. Okay, James. Whatever, just tell it. Fine, have it your way. Um, my son is in the baseballs. He's on a travel team. He has practice twice a week, uh, about two hours and 15 minutes a day. And then, you know, weekends he has games. So it's a lot of time. Lots of time. So recently, I decided to take advantage of one of his practice days. And uh, I was like, you know what? I told the daughter, I was like, you know what? Let's spend some time together. Let's just go drop him off at practice. And then you and I... We'll go do something for two hours. Okay. So she came along. We dropped off the boy. Oh, my God, James. How could you drop off your son? No supervision, James. Irresponsible. Terrible parent. Uh, Listen, that's probably what some of you are thinking. But look, there's a lot of kids on the team. 
And there's already kids there when we get there. There's a lot of fucking, there's, there's different teams. So there's a team there before he gets there, and then he's with his team the whole time. And uh, there's a couple coaches, three coaches. I have their numbers. If anything was to happen, they can call me. You know, what am I going to do? Just sit there and stare at them the whole time. <laughs> so uh, whatever. Believe me, I watched plenty of him and baseball. So get off my fucking back about it. So I decided to take the daughter out to dinner, just her and I. That'd be nice, right? We go to a restaurant, and it's not too far away from his practice. I won't tell you which restaurant it is, but we've been there many times. And so uh, we, as soon as we get there, there's a lot of people waiting around. I was like, oh, fuck. Because uh, now that these restaurants are open back up at minimum capacity, there's a bunch of people wanting to get back to normal life. And they're like, hey, I want to go out and have a good time and get out of the house. So there's always a big wait. So I go to the fucking person and I check in. I go, what's the wait time? She goes, about, she's like 30, 35 minutes. I'm like, okay, that's fine. And so I uh, put my name down. We walk outside to wait. Uh-huh. And then I go, hey, are you sure you don't want to go to another place? Like that place right over there? No. What about that place right over there? No. And I'm like, I'm just curious. I call him up. Yes, what is your wait time? Oh, 15, 20 minutes. I'm like, are you sure you don't want to go there? No. I'm like, okay, we're going to stay here and wait. So 30 minutes, 35 minutes, 40 minutes, 45 minutes. I'm like, God damn it. So now I'm at the point where it's like, dude, this is a long fucking time. And I go in and I check with her, of course, after 30, after 40 minutes, which is five minutes after the time that she suggested would wait. And she goes, oh, you still got two people ahead of you. I'm like, God damn it. And now, look, I'm not in some kind of snob. It's just we got a fucking time limit here. And uh, so I'm like, great. I can't leave now because we've already waited for 40 minutes. So that's like we'll be waiting in vain. Um, it's like, ugh, whatever. We've already waited this long. 50 minutes, 55 minutes, one hour. I'm like, ah. Then they call us. We waited for an hour. They see us in. There's like hardly anyone in the fucking restaurant, dude. It's almost dead. And I'm thinking, what is going on here? I understand there's a capacity because of the COVIDs. But there should be more people in here than this. She sits us at a table and it's a dirty table. Dirty table. Food particles on it. You know, wetness on it. It's like, Jesus Christ. I'm not going to say anything. It's like, we already waited too long. Whatever. Then we wait seven more minutes for these fucks to come and like take our order or even greet us. <laughs> so I'm like pretty heated already. Just because like, dude, it's, we waited over a fucking hour. Come, we don't have much time. Got to leave soon. So we put the whole order in. All right. I ordered everything. The appetizer, the uh, main course. I ordered a beer and her, her little Shirley Temple drink. And then I ordered avocado on my meal. Okay. I ordered chips and salsa as an appetizer. So we're waiting. Bring me my beer and her Shirley Temple. Then they bring us the main course shortly afterward. And I'm like, what happened to the chips and salsa? Oh, I forgot about that. Let me get it for you. So they bring it out. And now look, I ordered... Shit, I might give away what restaurant this is. <laughs> I ordered a bowl that had uh, chicken and uh, rice and vegetables and shit. That's all I'm going to tell you. 
and I ordered some avocado to be added to it. And I ordered the sauce on the side. I never got any sauce, but I didn't care because I didn't really want any sauce anyway. And then the avocado, dude, I literally, literally got four little chunks of avocado. I'm talking little fucking chunks, dude. <laughs> Laughable amount of avocado, right? And so like this all keeps adding up. And then the food was bad. It didn't even taste good. And I didn't have time to be like making a fucking big deal out of it. I just ate it. And while he, and the guy comes around and uh, I ordered like one more beer while like this whole thing's going on. And the, my daughter's like, you can see that I'm pissed off, but you know, I'm still, we're still laughing and talking and stuff, but she can tell that I'm annoyed about everything that's happening. She's like, are you going to say anything? I'm like, do you think I should? And she's like, mm, maybe. <laughs> she's like, it was a long wait. I was like, yeah, that's what really pissed me off. Like, if it was a long way, but everything else was killer, was killer. It's like, all right, whatever. But the fact that everything was fucking bullshit. Um, so the the lady, or they bring in my check, and I tell the guy, look, I don't do this, all right. I'm not the Karen type, but my mom is the Karen type. So because of growing up and seeing that my whole life, I am anti that. But because my mom is like that. I also have the confidence to speak up when there's ill will done to me. <laughs> if justice needs to be done, I have no problem speaking up if it's required. I'm not going to like go out of my way to bitch just to bitch like a Karen would. But if it's necessary, dude, I will not hesitate. All right. Now, look, I, I, uh, <laughs> I see this like little, this little girl, this young girl cleaning a table. And I go, excuse me, do you have a manager nearby, please? And she's like, hold on, please. So the woman comes up to the table. Hi, is everything okay tonight? Well, no, not really. And I go, look, I'm not one to complain. I go, we come here a lot. And so that's why I wanted to say something because this is absolutely the worst experience that we've had since we've been coming here. And I just broke it down. I go, you know, the girl at the front desk told me it would be a 30 to 35 minute wait. And we waited an hour. And then like another seven minutes before anyone even came up to us at our table. I go, look, I got somewhere to be. So, and I go, I, I look at my watch. I'm like, like in 10 minutes, I got to, I got to get out of here right, right now. I go, so if I would have known it would have been so long, we wouldn't even come here. I go, the fact that she said it was 30 minutes is why we stayed. Cause I knew I had this time restraint. I got to look at on top of that. And I just broke down all the shit, you know, you know, they charged me $3 for avocado when it's like four little chunks and it didn't bring our appetizer out and blah, blah, blah. I just, you know, said it all. And she's like, dude, to my surprise, man, I'm like, I thought she would be like, okay, I'll go ahead and take that meal off your bill. You know, I apologize. But no, she goes, okay, I, I apologize for that. You know, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and take care of your entire check for you. And I was like, holy shit. Wow. Now that's a great way to make it up. I don't think I've ever been anywhere where they've done that. <laughs> you know, they usually take something off, but to, to cover the whole bill. So right away, I'm like, okay, let me add three more beers to that order before I leave to go. <laughs> uh, no, nah, dude, so she she's like, I apologize. I'm like, all right, well, thank you very much. And she walks away. And I go, she looks at me, my daughter, and I go, do I, do I still tip? <laughs> I was like, let's get out of here. And we just got up and walked out the back door as quickly as we could. Got in the truck and drove away. I'm like, yes. And I go, you see, speaking up does pay off once in a while. Look at that. 
So, man, look at that. Fuck, man. A ping a Karen does actually have benefits. I never would have known that. So that's a lesson to all of you. I guess being a Karen is well worth it. So long live Karen. Woo! All right, it's about that time to start closing it out. And let's start with a little segment I like to call, I Fancy That. It's beautiful. beautiful. It's wonderful. wonderful. It's, I Fancy That. All right, I fancy that is a segment in which I talk about something positive for a change. Oh, I talk about something nice, something good, something that makes me happy, something that I fancy. <laughs> All right, so this time I'm kind of gonna I'm gonna kind of circle back to the uh, the golfing shit. I know you guys are probably like, oh, enough, but this is a nice one. All right, this is a good one. So with that first, the very first time that I went with Lito and we met up with uh, old man Howard and his, and his uh, old man son, <laughs> uh, he gave me some pointers. And so what I fancy is, and I mentioned it before when I went fishing in uh, Lake Havasu, Arizona, the guy, the fisherman gave me the tips on, on what bait to use. It costs nothing to help someone and to benefit someone's life, to make their, and improve their life. For the rest of their life, by giving them a little bit of information because of your experience to help them improve, whatever aspect it is, is a beautiful fucking thing. And uh, I fancy the hell out of it because this guy, this old man Howard, he gave me some tips on, um, so it's called like chipping when you're trying to get the ball to hop over a, a short amount of space. Like let's say there's a sand bunker and you got to go over it. Or let's say, you know, you got to hit her over the water, like the, a part of the lake or whatever, a, a hill. You got to get the ball over, up and over something. So you show me the proper way to, to put your footing and the, where to hold the, the golf club and all this stuff. And so the next, you know, over the, the next few times, uh, Lito goes, dude, you're pretty good at those shots. And I go, yeah, because of Howard. He goes, what? I go, yeah, he, he told me how to do it. And I go, watch. Here's what you do. And then uh, I demonstrate for him. And then he starts to do it. I'm like, no, no, no. Do this with your feet and hold the club here. And he's like, oh, okay, okay. And he does it. And it was like a perfect, he, pl- he applied the perfect amount of, uh, of power to the swing. And he got the ball right on the green, just a couple feet from the hole. I'm like, dude. And he's like, oh, fuck. And his eyes lit up. He's like, thanks, man. And I go, no, 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 don't thank me. Thank Howard. And we look up at the sky like he's dead. <laughs> And, uh, and yeah, so he, uh, so Howard showed it to me, this technique, I showed it to Lito and now Howard lives on through <laughs> this information. <laughs> uh, no, dude, I just thought it was fucking cool, man. That, um, just like when anyone can do that to you, for you, just show you something to uh, help you improve whatever the hell it is. So that was awesome. And, and also with, uh, with Howard. He would say little things. Him and his son would say things while we're uh, playing. Like, uh, in, I think like the first the first hole that I ever fucking hit, I did a shitty job. But it like it like I missed the ball and I just kind of shanked it. But it rolled forward for a while still on the floor, <laughs> like I rolled it with my hand. And uh, you know, when like halfway to the to the hole, it wasn't pretty, but it still went halfway towards the right direction. And Howard's son was like, "Forward progress." I was like, all right, like little fucking little things like that. You know, you can shit on someone like, oh man, that was horrible. But 
But no, they were positive and nice. And so then, uh, and Howard also, like later on, he would see that we'd be struggling and I hit this crappy shot and the ball went fucking not where it was supposed to go. And he looks over him and he leans forward and he goes, there's a reason why golf is a four letter word. And he smiles like, oh, Howard. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah. Anyway. So an an old timer or doesn't have to be an old timer, just someone experienced showing you a few pointers on how to improve your shit, dude. I fancy that. All right. And now it's time for the darker side of life. That's right. It's time for the fucking moment. And here we go. Fuck you. The fucking moment is the opposite of fancy. It's where I get to get negative again. <laughs> you thought you thought it'd be ending on a positive note. Uh, yeah, that's when I get to be angry, violent, scream and rage and jump up and down about something that grinds my gears. Something I want to say, fuck you, though. So this week, I will say, oh boy, I don't know if you heard about this. I don't know. If, do, you, do you have young kids? Are you a young kid? I don't know. If it's a, I think it's a young kid thing. Is it a TikTok thing? I don't go on the TikToks. I don't know anything about the TikToks. Um, sometimes I see those videos on the Instagrams. That's where the old people hang out. But my daughter was all about like, hey, can we do the Target challenge? Like, what is that? It's where I give you a list and you got to go buy things for me. It's like, <laughs> well, this sounds like a whole bunch of horse shit. Oh, no, it's fun. Uh, and I have a gift card, so I'm going to get you stuff. I'm like, why don't you just use a gift card to get stuff that you want? No, because I want to get stuff for you. I want it to be fun. Come on, Dad, please. I'm like, oh. I go, well, we're supposed to go together? She's like, well, we can. I go, well, won't you see the stuff that I get for you? No, you just go on the other side of the store. I'm like, well, that's dumb. What if we run into each other and I see what you have and you see what I have? <laughs> and then she got all like, so she, she continued to and persisted to bug me about this. The Target Challenge, I kept thinking that's dumb, that's dumb. But she finally wore me down. I was like, all right, I'll tell you what. When I take your brother to baseball practice, I will go to Target and I will do the Target Challenge for you. And then uh, she's like, okay, and then I'll have mom take me to another Target over here closer to home and then I'll do, the, I'll do it for you. I'm like, okay. And she was like fucking dying to do this. I'm like, all right, let's do it. So here's what I want to say. Fuck. This all sounds nice, right? But I want to say fuck you to the pressure, man. I know that a lot of yous won't take it seriously. And you'll be like, whatever. Because, okay, I'll, I'll give you, a, I'll give you a, the list of what you had to get. Hold on. Let me look it up because my wife sent me a picture. <laughs> Hold on. All right, here it is. Now, look. This, it's, a, it's a good concept. It's a fun concept. Although, <laughs> I think that maybe someone from Target put this whole thing together. Hey, let's, take, let's make something called the Target Challenge and make sure it goes viral so people will go to Target and spend money. It's fucking genius. It's a genius. So I don't know, I don't know who came up with that, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it was a Target, a target someone that uh, is high up in the Target industry. So here's what you do. You go to Target, and I guess the list changed, but here's the one that I got. You get five gifts for somebody. Number one, their favorite drink. Now, this is all stuff that you would think is their favorite. You don't ask them. The whole fun of it is like the surprise of, oh, what do you think my favorite drink is? Or my blah, 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 blah. So it's supposed to be like a little hunt for the things that you think they would enjoy. So first one's favorite drink. 
Second one, favorite snack. Third one, favorite color. This is just something that is their favorite color, okay? Don't get literal on me. <laughs> I bought you a crayon. <laughs> it's, it's blue like the one you like. Uh, number four, something that reminds you of them. And number five, an everyday thing. Right? Sounds easy. But here I am walking around Target and I'm like, all right, I want to be, I want to be creative with this. I want to do cool. Like, I'm going to get some cool stuff, not some bullshit. And so I'm walking around and look, so I think it was my wife, like just go and get whatever. Who cares? Just make her happy. Just go and get it. But it's like, no, when I do something, I want to, I want to put thought into it and I want to do a good job. So I'm walking around Target, dude, and I'm not finding anything like anything that I think would be really good. There's like little bullshit here and there, but I was like, oh, I started getting anxious and I'm like, fuck, I'm running out of time. So I cheated. I went to Walmart, which is nearby. I'm like, let's see what they got. And they had worse stuff than Target did. Ha! I should have known. So then I ran completely out of time. I'm like, God damn it. I blew it. I had to go pick up my son from baseball. And I right away, did you do the Target challenge for her? I'm like, no, you didn't. I'm like, no, I didn't. And he's like, oh. You're lying. I'm like, no, I didn't. I couldn't find anything. He's like, oh, man. Just like thinking, oh, you fucked up. And so I'm like, we're going to go now to a different Target because that place didn't have shit. So I wanted to get her a shirt and they didn't have her size. So anyway, dude, um, I picked everything out. We go home and um, my wife's like, did you do it? Because I stuffed everything into my son's baseball bag. And I go, no, no, I didn't do it. And she's like, oh, my God, she's going to be crushed. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like, oh, did you guys go? She goes, yeah. And she's been excited about it. Oh my God. She's going to be so sad. And I walk in and I, do, I just tell the girl, I'm like, hey, uh, yeah, I, I didn't go to the Target challenge. Um, I didn't, I didn't do it. And she's like, okay, I did it for you. <laughs> and I go, I'm just kidding. I went and she got all happy and I'm like, all right, let's do it. And then, uh, dude, she was all fucking lit up about it, man. She was, she was, uh, ecstatic. So it, it, it was a good thing overall, but fuck you to the whole process, dude. It was so, there's my anxiety, man. I'm my own enemy. I try to make it a good thing, a, a good, nice thing. And the whole process was, was, uh, it was horrible for me. It was atrocious and all the big, ugly words. So yeah, I suggest you do it. It'll be fun. (laughs) Um, In case you're wondering, look, I got another minute to kill, so I'll just tell you what I got her. Her favorite drink, I got her a Starbucks drink. Those like, uh, those ones in the glass jars. She likes her fucking, you know, sweet coffee drinks. Uh, Her favorite snack. I got her, uh, do you like those? She likes hot fries. You ever had those? Like those, uh, I think they're Cheetos hot fries. Whatever the fuck they are. Favorite color. Her favorite color is blue. I didn't know what to do. I got her a a package of Oreos. I figured I couldn't go wrong there. Something that reminds you of them. She really loves that Dodge Challenger. Every time we see that car. Oh my God, there's another one. Oh my God, that car is so cool. Oh my God, I want one so bad. So I found a little like Hot Wheel style car of the challenger and uh which she actually really dug and then uh, an everyday thing i got her a she's always she's been saying she wants a rolling stones shirt (laughs) 
Even though she couldn't tell me five songs. I don't know the names, but I know I like the songs, but I like that logo a lot. So she's a big fat poser. So I got her that Rolling Stones, like the one with the lips and shit, the lips and the tongue. And she was fucking ecstatic about it. So uh, all in all, it was a great experience, I suppose, for her. But uh, (laughs) it was not. uh, Look at me. What a big fucking jerk. You know what? Fuck you to me. What a dick. It's a nice thing. You know, it's a happy activity to do something loving and fun for someone that you care about. And look at me sucking the fucking. I didn't really shit on it to her. But the whole time I was miserable in the store looking around. Just feeling all this pressure. Feeling like a waste of time and money. (laughs) Oh, what a dick. Fuck me. All right. Fuck me. Fuck me. Thanks. Fuck me. Fuck you. All right. I got to be honest. I really can't believe I stretched this shit into an hour. I only had golf puppies and uh, the terrible restaurant experience. And um, that really goes to show you that if you're determined, you can really have diarrhea of the mouth for an extended period of time. And pass it off as free entertainment. All right. If you made it this far, thank you. If you didn't, go fuck yourself. And if you didn't, you didn't hear that. So uh, whatever. All right. Thanks for listening. And as always, I'll leave you the same fantastic advice. And that's simply stay dangerous, my friends. <laughs> if you don't mind, I got a tea time to make. <laughs> oh, my God, James. Fuck you. Fuck you.